Welcome to the Perfect Balance Podcast. I'm Richard Paradise. This is part four of Nutritional Currency, Three Ways to Build Metabolic Wealth. Today, we're going to cover how the mind and brain influences absorption in the final sections of the small intestine, and I'm going to share with you three techniques that'll provide the nutritional currency we need to pay off our nutritional debt and build metabolic wealth. I'm talking about the nutrition we receive from our food. That's the currency our body uses to function, pay off nutritional debts, and build metabolic wealth. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that we are what we think and feel? Do you believe we are what we eat? I'd be interested to know your thoughts. Email us or let us know through Instagram or Facebook. Whether or not you agree with that statement matters, but either way, our bodies respond to what kinds of food, thoughts, and feelings we put into it. Over the past few podcasts, we've explored and proven that the combination of what we eat, think, and feel opens up a world of unlimited potential. The mind-brain-mouth connection is where we go to work with our mindset, aka our mood and thoughts get us in rest and digest mode and keeps us there while we mechanically chew the goodness out of our food until every bit of food is crushed and mixed with saliva. Most people think that after they've swallowed their food that the work is done, but that's not true. We have to control our stomach. What? You don't believe you can control your stomach? Remember, it's our mindset. By keeping hold of our thoughts and emotions, we're able to keep ourselves in rest and digest mode in order to allow the stomach to continue the pre-digestive process of mechanically breaking down and mixing all of the nutritional currency, aka chyme, with the proper stomach juices. And that helps the small and large intestines carry out all of the major functions of digestion and absorption. This is where the real business of creating metabolic wealth takes place. Remember in part three, I mentioned that 90% of our food is digested in the first part of the small intestines called the duodenum. And a little bit of absorption takes place here like calcium, iron, copper, zinc, B1, 2, 7, and 9. And after our food has been digested and broken down into quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies, the nutritional currency is sent onto the next section of the small intestines to be absorbed into the jejunum. The majority of absorption takes place in this middle section of the small intestines, aka the jejunum. This part of the small intestine is perfectly designed to absorb nutritional currency like amino acids, proteins, simple sugars, lipids, water, and fat-soluble vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, and waters. The rest of the chyme, aka digested food that isn't absorbed by the jejunum, aka the middle section of the small intestine, gets passed along to the final and longest part of the small intestine called the ileum. And this is where the final absorption of nutritional currency takes place in the small intestine. Most notably, vitamin B12, minerals, bile salts, fatty acids, and water are absorbed in the very end of the small intestine, aka the terminal ileum. Now this is in rest and digest mode. Remember, stress in all of its forms like anxiety, fear, depression, puts us in fight or flight mode and survival is the priority, not digestion. So our resources are used for muscle contractions, breathing, and heart rate so we can fight or take flight. No worries, digestion resumes when the stress is gone, but the effects that stress has on our digestion is noticeable. Some of us experience bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, acid indigestion, burping, and the list goes on. And because many of us don't effectively manage our stress, diet, thoughts, and feelings, these symptoms progress. So many of us chalk this up as a part of life and the new norm. Many of us turn to meds, which ultimately cause a new set of symptoms, as well as worsening the original symptoms. And in the case of chronic or severe stress, digestion and absorption are continually impacted, and this stress-induced gastrointestinal inflammation leads to leaky gut, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, IBS, GERD, and many other digestive issues, as well as weakening the immune system, which in many, if not most cases, leads to autoimmune diseases. For many years, I talked about an anti-inflammatory diet. I can personally attest that it's a tremendous start in the healing process for everyone, and as helpful and as beneficial that an anti-inflammatory diet is at reducing inflammation, it's just a piece of the puzzle to metabolic wealth. If we truly want total rejuvenation, 
We got to reduce inflammation in all its forms. What are some of the sources of inflammation in your life? Do you have inflammatory thoughts and feelings? How about inflammatory relationships? Do you have an inflammatory lifestyle? Here's another area to consider. Is there any spiritual inflammation in your life? According to the American College of Gastroenterology, there are as many as 39 and a half million people in the U.S. who suffer from IBS. Most commonly affected by IBS are women under the age of 50 years old. In random studies, in almost every instance, diet, exercise, lifestyle, stress management, as well as alternative health measures such as gastrointestinal support and wise counsel proved to be successful in alleviating symptoms associated with IBS. And in many cases, restoration of the intestinal lining had been restored. The peak onset of Crohn's disease is between 15 and 30 years of age. Currently, there are one and a half million Americans that suffer from Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. While no certain cause for IBS and IBD have been identified, mismanagement of stress, inadequate diet, improper digestion, insufficient sleep, mindlessness, reduced exercise, and inactivity all exacerbate symptoms and increase morbidity and mortality. Here we go. Today's three techniques are a game changer that'll provide instant feedback as well as long-term residual benefits that'll help us build metabolic wealth. Today's number one, intention. Today, our intention is to acquire as much nutritional currency from every bite of food we take with the understanding that our body needs and wants each nutrient and with the belief that our body is going to utilize each nutrient to fulfill our personal goals and visions of health and wellness, healing and restoration and energy and performance. This is going to take patience, discipline and a peaceful determination that emphasizes your vision of yourself. You're going to have to rely on your breathing and trust God because we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Number two, move. Today's a new day. Exercise, dance, swim or walk. We all know it's healthy and good for us physically, mentally and emotionally. And today's number three technique that's going to lead us to metabolic wealth, smile. The Grin and Barrett study revealed that smiling reduces stress during a stressful event and lowers our heart rates after recovery from stress. In our next show, we'll get into how stress affects the large intestines and we'll have three more simple and effective techniques that'll bring us closer to metabolic wealth. You can find more information about this subject on our website, www.pbenzymes.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Richard Paradise and I'm a traditionally trained naturopath. God bless you. And remember, our thoughts, feelings, and decisions determine the outcome in everything. everything. everything.